Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Those of you that have the new Apple iPhone 15, uh, sorry about it, okay? Uh, Apple already knows there's an issue, so quit your whining, okay? Apparently, uh, those of you that got the new iPhone 15 are a little... Well, you're a little bummed, uh, a little angry, and you should be. It's getting hot to the touch in their first few days out of the packaging. <laughs> yeah, and Apple said, hey, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's a little overheating problem. Don't worry about it. Uh, we're working. The phone apparently is working overtime to download user data, and a bug in its new iOS 17 software. Yeah, so look, we're working on it. We're trying to fix the bugs uh, with the app developers. And I, mean, I guess there's a problem with Uber and Instagram. And we're trying to download user data. I mean, we just, what do you expect from us? <laughs> sure, you just spent, I don't know five to fifteen hundred dollars on that new phone and you expect it not to get hot to the touch when you use it please uh we'll figure it out but quit your whining okay (laughs) good luck be careful welcome welcome to chewing the fat So I'm pretty sure that this couple is now hired by the cruise line. All right. So every so often now for the past, I don't know, year and a half, something like that. Uh, we've heard the story about this Australian couple uh, became the stars of the sea as they've spent nearly 500 days cruising around the world after booking 51 back to back cruises. So they're from Australia and they had the big, you know, COVID-19 lockdowns. So after that, they decided that it's cheaper than a retirement home. We can just be on a cruise line. And so they say how wonderful it is. Everybody, the cruise workers all love them and people have heard about them and they're the celebrities on board and we just love it. And we're just going to continue to be on cruise lines because that's our lifestyle. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to do it for a couple more years. Anyway, uh, we start the day playing ping pong and we love the ship's buffet which you can tell by the way and uh you can go dancing and it's just wonderful and as for family we see them when we you know port at a place near their home so it's just wonderful we just love to crack open a couple of beers and sit on our balcony and take in the views do you so i feel like uh we've been had I feel like this is not really a retirement plan. Uh, This is just a couple that works for the cruise lines and to make everyone feel like cruises are the thing to do. Don't worry about it. There's you're fine. You don't have to worry about COVID. You don't have to worry about any diseases, anything like that. Come and join the cruise company. Okay. And just be on a cruise ship. And you know what? What you could do is we have got the Crown Princess, which is even a bigger ship. That's going to be leaving the dock soon. We're going to be on that as well. (laughs) I think we've been had. I think we've been had. And that's okay, I guess, except that they try to pull it off as they're just a couple who's going to retire and using the, the cruise ship as their, as a retirement home. When really, it's just an advertisement for the cruise ships and... That's where we've been had. Anyway, 
sound like our president. Anyway, speaking of our president, has anyone checked on him today? Because I thought he about fell over and died this weekend, and uh, I'm not a fan of that. No, really, I don't want him to drop over and just die while he's out there speaking, but it looked like he was close to it. Oh, oh, I hope this experience Uh for the speaker Uh has been one of a personal revelation. Okay. Okay. I'm not being facetious. All right. I, uh, um, oh, yeah. Shake him. Anyway. Shake him. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's bad. It's bad. Somebody needs to check out and make sure he's okay. Because I was really concerned after that. And it looked worse than it sounded. I mean, it's just, holy cow. I know he was out there talking about the, you know, the last minute spending bill. We've, we averted the looming shutdown. And so we're all, you know, happy about that for the next, I don't know, 40 some days before Thanksgiving. And then we'll have to worry about shutting down the government again. So we'll see that. But man, he did not look good at all. And uh, somebody, please check on the man. Speaking of the looming government shutdown, uh, thankfully that's not going to happen. So we will get Fat Bear Week coming up from Katmai National Park uh, in Alaska. They were able to get uh, Fat Bear Jr. Uh, That contest was able to end because it ended on the uh, 29th. And uh, 806 Jr. won the Fat Bear (laughs) junior contest uh congratulations for 806 spring cub uh, 18,148 votes uh, puts her at the top and the winner of the fat bear junior week but we have fat bear week uh coming up uh, starting in a couple of days we'll get the brackets and it goes on until uh, october 10th to see who will be the winner of fat bear week 2023 747 uh, was the champion last year. We'll see if 747 can pull it out again this year for Fat Bear Week. I know, exciting times, exciting times. What would you do without Fat Bear Week? I don't know the answer to that question. I know that uh, one cat, my, I don't know, they call him the lead interpreter, which uh, as a park ranger, so I'm not real sure if he goes out and speaks to the animals. Maybe that's why he's the lead interpreter. But he said a lot of people, well, this is a quote from him, uh, the lead interpreter park ranger at Katmai, a lot of people will be disappointed if park officials couldn't host the contest. Yeah, and we couldn't have that if we had a shutdown because they'd have to turn off the cameras and no one could post on the website who was uh, who was winning and who was losing on the Fat Bear Week brackets. To be honest, I'd rather have this than anything else the government does. So all hail Fat Bear Week. And it is fun to go. You're able to go. They have the cameras up. You can go watch the bears feed and uh, get the salmon. And it's just, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch. So check it out. And then we'll cover the brackets and let you know who's winning Fat Bear Week here on Chewing the Fat. Now, you will never see me on one of these, but I always thought they looked kind of cool. There's a one or two in my uh, my neck of the woods that I see uh, on the sidewalks uh, from time to time. And that's the one-wheel skateboard uh, it's the it's made by future motion well uh those are being recalled uh every one of them 
the Consumer Product Safety Commission ordered a recall of hundreds of thousands of self-balancing skateboards. And so I guess there's been four deaths since 2019. I'm sure there's been uh, plenty of deaths using other products as well, but four with the one motion means we've got to shut it down. And as well, I guess there's been other injuries as well. Traumatic brain injury, concussion, paralysis, upper body fractures, lower body fractures, and ligament damage. I'm betting that the same thing happens with other things as well. You know, like, I don't know, motorcycles. But, uh, you know, no, we can't have that. So get this off the market, okay? Now, according to this, three of the four deaths that were part of the, that were riding one wheel... Uh, we're not wearing helmets. Why is that a one wheel's fault? Uh, people aren't wearing a helmet or padding like you're supposed to uh, to be safe. Uh, that's not one wheel's fault, but one wheel's given in. Uh, they said that uh, apparently uh, this is a voluntary recall. Uh huh. And the company said all one wheel board models can stop balancing under riders if their limits are exceeded. Does that mean like there's no fat people riding them? <laughs> Is it going too fast? Does it stop? I don't know. Uh, the Santa Cruz, California based Future Motion issued the one wheel recall in cooperation with the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Well, that's nice. That's why it's that's why it's voluntary. Uh Uh-huh. Future Motion has also received dozens of reports of other serious injuries. Right. And so consumers should immediately stop using the recalled one-wheel electric skateboards. Immediately. Wow. Uh, Holy cow. So uh, certain models, the one-wheel GT, the one-wheel Pint X, the one-wheel Pint or one wheel plus XR electric skateboards should download or update the one wheel app and get the haptic buzz alert functionality for their boards. That's a vibration warning to let riders know, Hey, <laughs> Hey, you're about ready to crash. So let's just slow this thing down a little bit. <laughs> but if you have an older model, uh, no, it does not going to work. Okay, so stop using it. Throw it away. We'll give you a little, we'll give you like $100 credit toward a purchase of a new one if you want. Now, they claim in this story that the updates will be available in the coming weeks for eligible boards. So they don't even have an update yet. So stop using all of them immediately. And then sometime in the future, you know, you can download the haptic buzz alert functionality for your boards, which is a vibration. <laughs> I find that so silly. I, if I see the kids in my neighborhood that have these one wheels out riding them, I am going to shut them down. Should I call authorities? Nine one one. Yes, uh, there's a young man out here uh, riding a one wheel, and those have been recalled. They're not so he's not supposed to be riding those. Three hundred thousand of these skateboards. Uh, were sold online and at independent stores from January 2014 through last month, and they went for oh, between a thousand and twenty-two hundred bucks. Wow. Okay, so a rider safety, according to One Wheel, is their top priority. Is it? Well, yes, of course it is. This is why we strongly encourage all riders to always wear a helmet and other protective gear while riding. It does seem silly that they are responsible for what other people are supposed to be doing. I will say that. 
uh, does sound like we're holding them accountable because other people are not accountable. And I'm not really for that. Uh, a little personal responsibility should take place. But if it's doing something when their limits are exceeded, <laughs> it's throwing people off of them. Uh, apparently that's an issue too. So let's go ahead and just recall those bad boys and stop using them until we get you an, an update. And if you have one of the older models, yeah, good luck. Stop using it and we'll give you a couple of bucks to uh, maybe spend on a new one. But that's all you're getting. It's just going to be store credit. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something uh, cold to drink desperately. <sighs> so good news. Uh, at least some people are going to think it's good news. Late night TV returns. Yay! Now that the strike is over, uh, late night television is finally back. This time, they're pissed. Probably not. Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Fallon. So, the first time that they've done their show in nearly five months. I could not have told you that they were off for five months. But I will say this. uh, I didn't miss them. Uh, Nothing happened or didn't happen that I missed. (laughs) And uh, that should frighten Colbert, Myers, Kimmel, and Fallon, uh, for sure. But, you know, shows are back. They're back to normal. Striking actors can appear on the programs, but they can't promote their work. <laughs> I mean, what good are the actors if they can't promote their work? Maybe they could talk politics. That would be great. So I guess the SAG after returns. They're at the negotiating table now since the Writers Guild has made a deal. I saw where California Governor Gavin Newsom, he's been in the news a lot lately. Interesting how that is uh, happening right about now, isn't it? Uh, he vetoed a bill backed by the Writers Guild of America and the SAG after that would have provided unemployment benefits to workers on strike. Interesting that he vetoed that bill. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of that bill, but it does seem that uh, he claims and California claims that we love writers and actors, but eh, not enough to get uh, not enough to get uh, unemployment benefits. Sorry, yeah, sorry about that. I oh, speaking of uh, <laughs> Newsom, uh, I told you on Friday that uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein's seat would be replaced by. Representative Barbara Lee, because she is African-American. She is a black activist, but she's also running for Dianne Feinstein's seat. Now, we come to find out that Newsom said he's not going to appoint anybody that's already running for Feinstein's seat. So it wouldn't be, I mean, it wouldn't be Katie Porter anyway, who is a nightmare. It wouldn't be uh, Adam Schiff, who is a nightmare. But he said he was going to nominate an African-American woman, that he would do that. And so uh, that's why I thought it would be Representative Barbara Lee. But then he, you know, threw in his disclaimer, it's not going to be someone who's running for the office already. So he picked LaFonza Butler, Yay! I mean, when you think of <laughs> when you think of a senator from California, you think of LaFonza Butner, don't you? I mean, I do. <laughs> Congratulations to LaFonza. I think that's how you say her, say her name. LaFonza Butler, L-A-P-H-O-N-Z-A Butler. 
she is a uh big time fundraiser and she supports abortion rights and so she's she's one of them so congratulations to uh emily's list president alafonza butler who will replace diane feinstein and guess what she may decide you know i like this uh, this isn't bad uh, i like this old senate i'm gonna go ahead and run so we'll see what happens with LaFonza. All weekend I was hearing from you, many of you, at ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com and at, on X at JeffyJFR and Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, that uh, it's going to be Meghan Markle. He's going to replace her with Meghan Markle. He's going to appoint Meghan Markle. Yeah, no, that was not going to happen. Uh, first of all, now it's saying, well, no, that's what the word is, is she wants to run for Senate. Does she? Uh, does she now I wouldn't be surprised if she reached out uh, or her people reached out and said hey uh, Gavin what about uh, appointing Meghan Markle she's uh, you know half African American and uh, would fit your bill you said you were going to appoint someone African American and it's someone who isn't running for the seat like you said you wanted and it would be it would be a good move uh even gavin was like yeah no uh no that is not happening and remember she's not uh she is not minority enough sorry megan i know i love you but you're not minority enough i see where uh, arnold schwarzenegger kind of owning up to uh the uh, affair with the housekeeper he did an interview for people magazine and he said that yeah uh you know what are you gonna do (laughs) it was just an f up yeah you know that's one thing led to another and yes okay so she had a kid named joseph sure the kid was born five days after uh my wife maria shriver gave birth to my other son christopher i was just a mess up you know what are you gonna do i was hanging out at the house and i thought you know okay i'll i'll do her too <laughs> Those are my words, not his. But he did say that, uh, you know, I don't feel anything but love for Maria. I don't hate her. It was just a, it was just an F up on my part. Um, you know, we always made it clear the kids uh, shouldn't suffer because of the affair. Uh-huh. And uh, she has her things, her relationship. I have mine. But we always communicate about the kids, about the holidays, about birthday parties and Mother's Day parties and Christmas. Do you? Do you, Arnie? (laughs) I wonder if she's calling you or are you calling her? And who's in charge of that relationship? I bet you that's a fun chat. Uh, I don't wish divorce on anyone, especially with all these kids that they have. But uh, it's just uh, a strange way to have a relationship and i know uh there's been uh reports that the other kids uh don't want anything to do with the uh housekeeper's son so i don't is that real i don't know uh it certainly it certainly would make sense that the other kids are like yeah no uh you may be dad's son but uh you are not related to us Uh, you may have dad's blood in you but you don't have our mom's blood so uh, talk to you later okay all right and i guess they went to a marriage counseling session which apparently did not work out well 
or maybe that's what the counseling session was for is that uh, we're going to go to marriage counseling and then we're going to get a divorce okay that's the way it goes so anyway he's owned up to it i mean there's he has to right uh no question about that and uh they didn't have a prenuptial agreement so i guess you remember all that divorce went through with all the properties and everything that was going on so and i don't know what the housekeeper got out of all of this i don't know what the kid got out of all of this but just know that there's no hard feelings okay it was an f up on my part and uh sure i mean she was there i was there what are you gonna do All right, so uh, who died today? Who died today? The oldest lion at the Oregon Zoo has died at the age of 16. Rest in peace. Uh, No one supports zoos more than this program or me, uh, Chewing the Fat. So I'd like to say rest in peace, Nika, the uh, African lion, the oldest African lion at the Oregon Zoo, uh, died following a seizure the zoo that's what the zoo said uh it was a seizure uh nika came to portland from a virginia zoo in 2009 when the oregon zoo first opened its 6.8 million dollar two and a half acre predators of the serengeti exhibit uh after going 11 years without lions in its collection so yeah they opened up their big predators of the serengeti and they thought you know we should probably have a lion. <laughs> so they went to the Virginia Zoo and said, hey, why don't you give us that little lion right there? Uh, that one there. We'll call it Nika and we'll bring it on. Okay. So now Nika gave birth in 2013 to three female cubs. So her life lives on. Named Kamali, Zalika, and Angalia. Uh, the cubs were then transferred to other accredited zoos. It doesn't say what zoos they went to, though. Huh. I'm sure they know. Uh, 16 apparently is considered uh, geriatric for a lion. Oh, now a lot of lions, or there have been some in the care of humans that can live in the, to their early 20s, but not Nika. No, not happening. Uh, Nika had a seizure and it was all over. Uh, listen, Nika touched the hearts of millions of people during her life. Millions of people? Do we know? I mean, I'm all for zoos and I'm a big fan of zoos. Um, but since 2009, we've touched millions of people's lives. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I believe it. Uh, we hope her legacy will be one of inspiration and hope for her species. Yeah, I'm sure they can. (laughs) There's not a lion in a zoo that isn't, uh, inspired by Nika, the African lion from the Oregon zoo. I think if you ask him. Hey, what inspires you to be in this zoo today? Well, it's Nika, who died in Portland this past week. Uh, So rest in peace, Nika, the African lion, dead at the age of 16. I will say this, I've read some stories about Nika, and they all uh, talk about uh, in in 1970, there was a lion who mauled to death a 19-year-old man who entered the lion exhibit after hours. It was in the, what was then, the Portland Zoo. Okay, so it's just the Oregon Zoo now, but it was the Portland Zoo back in the 70s. So a guy entered the lion exhibit 
after hours uh, and got killed uh, well mauled to death from the lion yeah uh, you kind of deserve that to happening but a couple of days later an intruder returned to the zoo and shot and killed two lions so it wasn't holy cow uh the portland slash oregon zoo has had some issues with lions so sis and caesar were shot to death by an intruder because this was after uh a one of them and i don't know which one it doesn't say in the story i don't know if it was sis or caesar who mauled the 19 year old man uh to death you shouldn't have been in there what are you doing uh that's why it says uh do not enter <laughs> uh but now we have the you know the predators of the serengeti exhibit so you're fine it's all good how about that taylor swift show around a football game last night huh <laughs> yeah monday night football had taylor swift show up i mean she showed up with the a-list entourage man she had sophie turner there of course uh you know in the middle of her divorce with the what's his face joe jonas so she's uh you know sophie's got to be right there uh, be able to cry quickly on uh on Taylor's shoulders. Uh, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds were there. Blake Lively. Uh, a little embarrassing how she continued to look at me even though Ryan was with her. But, you know, whatever. I saw Hugh Jackman there. She had... And it was all the, the A-listers. I mean, it was everything that NBC could do not to show Taylor Swift in that suite every moment. Anytime that Travis Kelsey uh, did anything... Man, did they want to show Taylor up in that box? And I get it. It's just I've had enough. I know I don't. Whatever. It just whatever. Whatever. I want to watch some football game, and they show people up in the boxes all the time. I get it, and it's fine. But this whole Taylor Swift thing, man, is really incredible. Now I'm. I don't know how many times they showed her last night. I don't know. You know they they mentioned her a bunch of times the week before. So I don't know. I mean, NBC probably beat Fox on the mentions. Um, I know that, uh, you know, his social media, Travis Kelsey's social media went up. Uh, merch sales skyrocketed. And in uh, the last week, it was the most watched game uh, by female fans. So good luck. Congratulations. I hope it works out for him. Uh, if it's real, uh, do I want it to be real? I don't care. <laughs> if it's real, good for them. But I feel like it's probably Taylor is, uh, you know, will be writing a song uh, soon about uh, what a douchebag Travis Kelsey is. And uh, we'll just, she'll make another $100 million. I mean, she's got her movie coming out. I saw that. Big surprise. It was advertised during the football game. <laughs> the eras to her movie, which will, you know, make her another, I don't know, 100 or $200 million. Good for her. And congratulations. But it's just a, I found it interesting how we're uh, such a big deal. We're showing up at these games and her era's tour just ended. And now we're promoting the film. And now we're promoting the film at the games where everybody is watching because she's there. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? As long as we're talking about sports, I might as well talk about. Oh, you thought I was going to talk about the Missouri Tigers, didn't you? Yeah, I know. M I Z. Z-O-U. That's right. 5-0 Missouri Tigers. Uh, ranked at least 23rd. Did the new rankings come out? 
Why, yes, they did. And uh, Missouri is ranked 21st in the top 25. So they will play LSU, who dropped down to 23rd this week. Oh, wow. So we've got, I mean, we're higher ranked than LSU coming into uh, Columbia next weekend. Big game. Looking forward to it. Uh, wow, who's number one? Georgia's still number one. Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, Florida State are your top five. Uh, Washington is seventh. Now, the problem with Washington is that nobody sees those games out in the Pac-12 or Pac-2, and they're still seventh. I mean, they need to jump up there, too. I think Washington and Oregon could be, I mean, I, they might be able to beat Florida State and Ohio. We'll see. Uh, I love college football, but I'm glad my Missouri Tigers are ranked, and Missouri has... Uh, Florida dropped out. I'm sure they dropped out of the top 25. But we have, uh, you know, they've got games coming up with Kentucky, who's in the top 20. It'll be interesting. But congratulations to uh, to my uh, Missouri Tigers. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. My Missouri Tigers. M-I-Z. That's not what I wanted to talk about, though. I wanted to talk about the Summer Olympic Games in Paris. Uh, these, these Olympic Games are still, uh, you know, months away. And Paris is busy putting up uh, security measures all over and they're cleaning out the homeless people, I would guess. But there's another issue happening. Uh, there's an outbreak of bed bugs in the city and uh, the social media posts are uh, all over the place in Paris, citing critters uh, in the public transport. Uh, the French transport minister has sought to tamp down concerns in a statement vowing that, hey, we are fine. We are protecting our train riders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not about that, uh, French transport minister. Uh, just we nobody wants bed bugs. Okay, we don't want them. We don't want them in the hotels. We don't want them anywhere. So if that's an issue, if we're getting a big breakout of bed bugs in the city of Paris, uh, that's going to be an issue during the Summer Olympic Games. So good luck. God bless. It'll be awesome. That will be awesome if you get bed bugs. At the Olympic Games, will you be quarantined before you're able to go back home? Because I don't want any. I want our American people to be quarantined because I don't want no Paris bed bugs infiltrating the U.S. Okay, so quarantine is the answer. And uh, congratulations are in order. Scientists whose work enabled the mRNA injections against COVID win a Nobel Prize for medicine. So congratulations to all of those scientists who whose work enabled the old mRNA vaccine. We're happy about that. Are we that happy about it, though? Because I just saw a new poll that's revealed uh, not a lot of people uh, planning on getting the old latest COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> uh, the results uh, from the survey uh, conducted by the uh, Kaiser Family Foundation, and who doesn't love the Kaiser Family Foundation, the KFF, uh, that uh, showed that 23% of U.S. adults will definitely get the updated vaccine. 23% probably get it. 33% of U.S. adults said they would definitely not get the booster. And 19% probably not get the vaccine. So I feel like the probably not and the probably get it are really not going to get it. Because unless you're... I just feel it. So you're looking at what, 30, 56, 66, 75% of the people are like, no. Uh, so 30, I, I mean, you know, wow. 
Uh, I think that's where we're at in America right now. And I don't know what they're going to do to try to shove it down our throats, but they're, all, they're working on it. The updated shots from Pfizer, BioNTech, and uh, Moderna are recommended for everyone six months and older. Uh-huh. Uh, those who said they would get the updated booster shot were largely comprised of adults age 65 and older. Uh, then it breaks them down by, uh, you know, 64% Democrats, 70% college graduates, uh, 50% adults with chronic conditions. I, I got to tell you, I still think these people are, some, many of these people are questionable with this. But you know what? If you, if you want to get the shot, it's all on you. Good luck. God bless. It's all on you. But that is uh, really devastating to uh, the people who want you to get the updated booster shots. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's a devastating poll from the Kaiser Family Foundation. Not surprising to me, but I bet you it's surprising to those people. <laughs> Okay, did you see? <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. A 60 acre, no, it's not favorite because it's doing some great damage. All right, I want to put the disclaimer out there. A 60 acre Utah wildfire was sparked by a man who told police, Yeah, I was just trying to kill a spider with a lighter. <laughs> oh okay well were you stoned because when we brought you down off the mountain and we went through your possessions we found uh, controlled substance and drug paraphernalia so was it that you were firing up the old bong I know and then you were just sitting there, you know, you was out hiking, and then you went, oh, wow, dude, is that a spider? We can't have a spiders out here in the wild. And it's not funny, I know, because a 60-acre wildfire is burning. And so this guy, Corey Allen Martin, was arrested for reckless burning and the possession of a controlled substance and the drug paraphernalia. Um, the governor of Utah, Spencer Cox, said, uh, don't do drugs, kids. Don't start spiders on fire during a drought. I would say, I don't think it's a drought. Uh, I would say that uh, just don't start burning spiders, okay? I can see how it can happen, though, because I've told you I almost started a huge fire trying to kill a spider, and it was just by accident, and it was, it was the luck of the draw that I didn't start a huge fire. I mean, I understand saying, I'm gonna, you know what? Is that a spider? I'm going to come here. And the next thing you know, and that wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even stoned. <laughs> 
I remember coming home to my parents' house. Uh, we had gone to a football game, my my oldest son's football game, and we pulled in the driveway. And when I I could still see the the spider web, and if it was in today's world, I would have it would have been on Instagram, and it would have said, "Hey, there's the spider web." But we pulled into the driveway with the car lights, and my folks had a lamp pole yard light in their yard. You don't see many of those anymore. And then there was this giant bush tree off to the side of the property. Uh, at the property line and between this giant bush tree and this and the light pole was this gigantic spider web and you could see it when the car lights you know pull you pull in the driveway and the car lights go past it and there's this huge spider web right there so okay so i get out and uh, you know i go in the house and i'm looking at this huge spider web and i'm like i want to see this spider web i can't this is amazing so i get some spray paint and I spray paint the spider web so you can see it. I told you, today's world, it's on Instagram. That's a piece of art. And uh, then I realized, you know, in those days I was a smoker. And so, you know, I have my cigarette in my hand. And I thought, well, you know, I'll just, if I just put my cigarette on the old, uh, I'll put my cigarette on the old spider web, then we'll see if it burns. And uh, my dad goes, you know, that paint you just sprayed on that spider web is probably flammable. <laughs> so it could have happened i could have i mean i could have I just a, a split second of why oh, i wonder if i put my cigarette on this spider web what could happen i mean it could have happened that easy and it didn't so i understand being sober or maybe you know you're you're out hiking in the mountains of utah and that's what you're doing out there. You're going on a little hike. You pitch your tent. And then you look up to the stars. And the next thing you know... Oh, man. I love it out here. I love hiking so much out here. Oh, is that a spider? Did he almost touch me? That's a spider, man. Come here. I'm going to get this spider. Come here, man. Come here. And the next thing you know, you've got a 60-acre wildfire. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny at all. And he should be, he should be, you know, prosecuted because it was reckless burning. And then he had possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia. And it's just not funny. So, the, you know what? The governor of Utah is correct. Don't do drugs and don't start spiders on fire during a drought or any time, really. All right, I'll leave you with a joke of the day. I got this. I had this sent to me, uh, I think, on Instagram. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio is in my Instagram account, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook. You can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Oh, my gosh, I just dead named X. Uh, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I've, I've given people such a hard time for that. It's just part of our, I know. Don't look at me like that. Um, it's X, okay? I'm sorry. I apologize. I could have actually edited that out, and I didn't, because I want you to know everyone makes mistakes, okay? So uh, you can follow me on you know, uh, X at JeffyJFR. There, better. 
Uh, you can also order a cameo from me. Uh, that's not free, but it's at JeffyJFR on Cameo. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you want. Uh, just order it through Cameo, and I'll make that happen for you. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. This was a comment on Instagram uh, talking about the, the outhouse stories that we did last week and the one where the lady had fallen in, gone after her Apple Watch, and I was like, I'm not going in after that. So... Uh, this is the joke sent to me on Instagram. There was a guy sitting on a two-holer with a friend. And that reminds me of the two-seater. The two-holer. Hilarious. And the two-seaters of the outhouses. I have, I've seen those. And, and the, I, you know, that, I think that's why we decided, you know, when we put bathrooms in homes, we won't make the two-seaters. <laughs> that would be private bathrooms. Now, I know that they did that back in the day because if you were in there and you were on it and somebody had an emergency, they could come in and, and take care of their business. But to just be there with a friend, hey, you know, it's our time to go to the go to the outhouse. Want to come? Sure, let's go. I mean, what are we, girls? Anyway, uh, okay, stop. So anyway, uh, there was a guy sitting on a two-holer with a friend. Uh, got up and 23 cents fell out of his pocket into the, you know, into the goo. And, uh, so he took $20 out of his wallet and threw it into the, into the goo. And his friend's like, wait, what are you, what are you doing? And the guy says, you don't think I'm going down there for 23 cents, do you? Think about it. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.